It's September 21st. How are you? This is the AA show. All night astrology? Huh? Uh, <laughs> my name is BK. Uh, it's just past 11. Uh, my my voice is absolutely shot. It's gone uh, today. It's been a long three days uh, going to baseball games here in Seattle. The Blue Jays are visiting for... They visited for a three-game series, crucial series for both teams. Uh, the Mariners were coming into the series two games behind the Blue Jays on the second wild card spot. The Jays took two out of three Monday and Tuesday, so now the Jays are uh, one game up on the last wild card spot and have the first wild card spot. And then the Orioles are losing against the Red Sox, so the Mariners are still uh, two games behind. Uh, and I, my, my, my voice is gone. Just, uh, just yelling at the, yelling at the game the last three days. So, but, um, it, it was very fun. And then, uh, uh, well, today's game was at 1230 in the afternoon. Um, it's the last day of summer, by the way. So a lot of people showed up. I, it was very surprising because given the attendance, the first two nights, I mean, it was really good. Uh, but the, I, I usually park at the same spot, uh, just outside the, uh, Safeco field here in seattle but, um uh, monday and tuesday was eight dollars and seven dollars or the other way but then today was 25 dollars for the exact same spot in the parking and the parking lot was way more packed so and apparently there were way more people coming down from uh canada today haha <laughs> in the last day i don't know maybe, maybe many people ditched work and came down um i'm taking a vacation starting today i have to fly out to california tomorrow uh for a wedding but uh, um yeah, a lot of Canadians. It was virtually a home game for the Blue Jays. Actually, a lot of Mariners fans were out today. A lot of corporate events, you know, team building activities. Which, by the way, I, I you know, when they show go to the baseball stadium and say welcome, whatever group. A lot of finance, recruiting, and HR groups showing up to these games midweek, midday. Wonder why not the actual engineers from Amazon's come or Boeing or T-Mobile. Hmm, wonder why. And I pay my own ticket. Uh, anyways, and then uh, advice if you go to the Safeco Field or any any ballpark. Uh, I so three days I was there. I was in three different levels. So first night I was in a three hundred level, way up there where you can see everything. But the tickets are also cheaper. Uh, very enthusiastic crowd, passionate fans. And then yesterday, Tuesday night, I was behind the home plate. I was much closer than I expected, and. Uh, that's where the hardcore fans are too. So the serious baseball fans want to get you know catch the foul ball and whatnot. Uh, it was the first time I was behind the home plate. I was about uh, what eight, nine rows up. It was very good. Uh, and about the same price I paid it in the club uh, seating, which is where the suites, it's a sponsor suites, and then just the nicer seats are, you know. But I I realized after this series and this trip I should have realized this last year I I went to I wasn't in a club seat last year but I was I was so hammered so I don't remember much but never sit in the two hundred level by the club seats that's where all the boredom is and that's where the old people sit that's where all the corporate guys are so you know they're not I don't know passion I mean some are baseball fans but I I try to get some chant going too low chant Jose Jose chant let's go Blue Jays even the Jays fans it was super quiet all the old people sit there so I was like God I'm never sitting here again if I'm paying hundred twenty dollars I'll pay hundred and forty dollars just to sit behind the home plate that's probably better at a hundred level so advice next time um yeah it's a little weird this series because it was Monday Tuesday Wednesday and in September. Uh, which is kind of rare because September is where they usually pack the division games. Uh, Toronto and Seattle are not in the same division. Toronto is in AL East. Seattle is in AL West. Um, 
and they usually play like July, August, or June. But this year they're in here in September. Um, so you know, and not too many people take September off. Uh, a lot of people took August and other summer days off or Labor Day weekend. So it was very hard to find someone. But you know, found the guy. So we went. We had a lot of fun. Uh, had good food. Seiko Field food is pretty good. Highly recommend it. Uh, just get the sandwiches. Don't don't get the hot dog. You know, if you get a hot dog, get a Mariner dog. Don't get other dogs. Uh, hot dogs there. And then uh, next year, I'm I'm already reserving tickets. Whenever they go on sale, um, the Blue Jays are visiting the Mariners June 9th to 11th. That's Friday, Saturday, Sunday. I expect a lot of BC fans to come down. I hope some of you join. It would be awesome. You know, uh, it, it would be a kick-ass atmosphere. And then, uh, oh, the Mariners are going to play in Toronto for four games, actually. If I remember right, May 26th to 29th or something. Uh, I think it's it lays over with the Memorial Day or the Victoria Day, one of those Mondays where they can do the Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and Monday game. I think that's what it was. But the, anyways, uh, the Jays are coming here for the weekend series next year. And I think it's going to be awesome. So, um, yeah, uh, but, um, but Blue Jays for a little bit. My God, my, my voice is gone. The game... Uh, even t- today's game was four and a half hours long. It went to 12 innings, and the, the game ended in 2-1. to one. It was a goddamn soccer score, not a baseball score. And it was frustrating watching this offense. If you heard the sports edition uh, that I recorded last Saturday, you know, the futile offense they got going. It's just unproductive, bad funk. It looked good Tuesday when they got eight runs in one inning, but then uh, it came back to earth today, you know, on a getaway day. So Monday and Wednesday were frustrating games. <clears throat> so I, I had to yell a lot. Then the strike zones are flaky, I'll be honest. I, I was yelling at the umpire. Some 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 balls, some pitches that were strike on the lefties are not strikes on righties or some strikes that are on the righties are not strikes for the lefties. I was like yelling at the umpire going, what the fuck? I want robots. I was saying, I want, we want robots. Clap, 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 all that shit. But we want sensors. You know, if Tesla can auto-drive a car with autopilot, why can't we get the fucking strike zone right, you know, in a consistent manner? I'm just saying. You know, we have a Hawkeye in tennis. Why can't we do that in the baseball? Anyways, I don't want to kill time there. But, um, why? Well, I guess I just did. Um, but tonight, uh, after the baseball, uh, I decided to go to the... Neil deGrasse Tyson show. If you don't know who that is, uh, go look him up. Uh, he's a astrophysicist and uh, director of a plan- Hayden Planetarium in New York City. You know, um, he, him and Bill Knight, a science guy, probably the only two science engineering people that are on every media interview. Um, but I, I love his podcast. Uh, God, I can't remember his podcast show all of a sudden. But um, it, it, it's very fun, and he did the latest show, The Cosmos. Uh, Carl Sagan show kind of has a reboot with Seth MacFarlane. It's on Netflix. It's pretty good. I I didn't finish the series, but I watched the first six episodes uh, through. And he's been doing a tour the last little while. Um, I I honestly don't know what the presentation topic was. And yeah, I I don't know if he was doing the usual Q&A through Cosmic Quarries or had a special presentation, whatever. And the topic that he gave the talk star talk that was a podcast by the way so i thought it was going to be another star talk but oh, it turned out that it it was uh his topic was uh, uh astrophysicist view uh when they're watching movies so basically if you if you follow him on twitter and social media he you know he he likes to correct you know the science aspect of the movies especially in the science movies like the martian interstellar 
Star Wars even or Armageddon, which which is the biggest abuser of all the scientific theories and the movies. And then uh, he talked about all the commercials and the movies that he saw and what are what are the different scientific and uh, mathematical aspects that the movies get wrong or in general. Um, I, I don't want to give away all the points, but it was two hours long, and he took a ten-minute question. After uh, it was, it was very entertaining. Um, I wasn't sure who was gonna show up. I was in the far back in the Paramount Theater here in Seattle. Back, I was in row Z. But the Paramount Theater, it's it's better than the Ogden Theater in Denver. If you haven't been, uh, the views are a little better from even than from the mezzanine uh, level. And Actually, it was the first time I went to Paramount Theater. I wanted to go to other shows when, like, Russell Peters or Bill Maher or Louis C.K. He's going to come in December, you know, or when you visited in the past. You know, I wanted to go to all those uh, comedy shows, but uh, I never got to go. So tonight was the first time I got to go to the theater after four and a half years living here. Or, man, I got to go out more. <laughs> but all the, why that... His presentation was very engaging. It wasn't intimidating. You know, that's the thing about Neil deGrasse Tyson, Dr. Tyson. You know, his presentations and his shows. It's it's very easy to follow. And um, a lot of a lot of families, actually. Not just a date night, you know. But um, a lot of people dressed up. I, I just came in with the Blue Jays gear. I was I was counting how many people were wearing the fucking cap because I was not one. And then I saw one other guy in the corner wearing it. And I don't know. I was still hungover. So I kind of yelled, yo, well, at least I'm not bald. You know, like kind of stupid shit but um i don't know i i was in a i was in a hating mode the last three days after being at the baseball game and all that so in a surprising demographics i must say uh a lot of white people <laughs> i was very surprised i was like oh i thought that would be more like uh, more diverse set of uh, people coming here but i guess all the Tinder ladies came up here as I went to Carl Sagan and all that. I and good for them. Good for them. I mean it's it's good that you, you come to the events, but I, I was like very surprised. Like, huh. But I don't know. He he it was supposed to be a one night thing, but they added a second night because it was so popular. I couldn't get the tickets when they went on sale in March or was it May? And the the tickets sold out in like three hours and I, I got lucky finding it on the face value on the StubHub. So I bought four because I could only buy four at a time. But I knew it was very good. It's going to be hard to find four people, three other people to come with. So I, I sold the other two at a very good value. Um, Yeah, and uh, it was a packed house, about 3,000, 3,000, 3,300, 3,000 people, 3,500 people in the Paramount Theater. And um, if he ever visits your town and is going to host a talk, I highly recommend it. it it's very enjoyable. And then, uh, yeah, and I mean, I guess I didn't, I didn't learn physics specifically other than, you know, some of the thermodynamics and, you know, the Einstein field equation that Dolph Lundgren did. I'm not spoiling the details here. But it, it, the way he presented the material as to how Hollywood wants to you know, present science, so it, it goes either two ways. Either they get it right, and they try to get it right and get it wrong, or they decide to say, fuck it, we don't care about science, but they happen to get it right at times. So, and then he presented a lot of examples from there. Uh, yeah, and it was, a, it was a science presentation, science entertainment presentation, but felt like a stand-up a little bit. You know, he didn't have a chair. You know, he was just standing in front of the projector and stuff. I... It's very engaging, and then a lot, a lot of kids. I was very surprised, and all the ten, a lot of ten-year-old kids. You know, 
and the 14 year old kids and stuff and you know he he, dr tyson had a disclaimer in the beginning this is more of a pg-13 talk (laughs) although he showed a one tweet when uh when one of the one of the complaint uh, complaints or criticisms he had about star wars uh, episode seven you know what was it the bb-8 you know the r2d2 replacement of this entry you know, it's a cute spherical robot that's going around. It's like if it, if I think his tweet said, if BB-8 were on sand, it would be it would be skidding left and right. Like there's no tomorrow. And then one guy tweeted back to him and just they shut the fuck up. <laughs> and then they just showed it. I don't think parents could do much about it. They, all the kids know the bad languages. They they, they know they know what's going on. Um. Yeah, so oh wow, I I did not expect the, the I did not expect the talk, you know, cuz I didn't know what to expect and then just sat and enjoyed and listened to it and then had a couple beers listening to him. It was pretty good. I, well, I I've, I've been fueled by beer the last 3 days anyway. I haven't drank in a while, but yeah, whatever. Those times come. So Highly recommended Neil deGrasse Tyson and then subscribe to his podcast, uh, Star Talk. He's got a show every Friday night, Saturday, and then uh, sometimes I think he recently now has a Tuesday, the All Star Show, where he's not on, but other scientists and all those folks are on. You know, so it's pretty good. And then um, I wasn't completely nerding out about it. Again, I'm an engineer, not a scientist. There's a difference there. You know, scientists find different theories of nature and all that, and try to debunk it or experiment through it. Engineers, we, you know, merely use the theories that science scientists found and, you know, create a pretty cool application, you know, whether it's an iPhone or uh, audio player and all those things. So, you know, engineers and scientists are different, but you know what? Both are very important subjects. And somebody actually brought that up in Q&A. Um, what, what was the question? It's like, oh, uh, the lady was saying, I, I noticed that you misspoke uh, on one thing. And then everybody went, ooh, what, what is she pointing out? Why, what did Dr. Dyson get wrong? And then you said STEM. It should be STEAM. And one of those. So if you STEM, if you don't know, it stands for Science, Technology, Engineering, and Math. Those, those are the main curriculums that, uh, you know, a lot of folks want to encourage, uh, Amer- especially American kids to take uh, and the minority groups and women and whatnot. And STEAM is just the A in between S, T, E, and M. So it's just science, technology, engineering, arts, and math. And you know, um, <clears throat> I don't know. I'm I'm not I'm not. I guess when I was in engineering school, I was hella anal about it. It's like, why would you take that degree? No one wants an English literature. You know, blah 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 blah, all that shit. But now you know i get older and then see what you know uh humanities and social science classes you know uh some engineers might lack i i see the point in arts i wish i would have taken more arts classes back in school uh you know i i really enjoy it i think there there needs to be some reality check and uh humility and humanity studies for engineers out there so that we don't think like you know zeros and ones and machines and you know logic matters but too callous at times in those subjects you know then cool down we're all humans right we have emotions and then we we represent our emotions through art you know forms of art or music or whatever you know so i 
I, I understand completely understand where they're coming from because of the focus on STEM. You know, some of the you know funding has been cut short on arts classes, music, and whatnot. You know, Einstein used to play violin too, and then you know, and then music in essence is uh, mathematics, right? You know, with different notes and beats. Uh, you know, like all those, and then it's based on frequencies. Without the frequencies, how could you hear certain notes or play certain instruments? Auto tune—that's that, that's the essence of a digital signal processing and uh, signal manipulation. Um, so, you know, that I do see a point, but I I thought it's interesting that the lady brought that up. I, I forgot what Dr. Tyson said. He's like, oh no, I'm not dismissing it, but you know, the focus of the movie or the whatever example he picked on the stem was not. But arts, the well, I think it was a Martian where there was a scene. Matt Damon was like, "I'm gonna science the shit out of this," which is interesting. Science is now a verb, <laughs> which they pointed out tonight. But you know, you have science, technology, engineering, and math to survive on fucking Mars. So what was the practicality of arts there? Although arts matter, you know, is he gonna make the fucking farm pretty? <laughs> I sound like a condescending asshole, but that—that's what it, that's what his point. That he's not dismissing arts, but in that particular scenario, it was STEM. So there you go. Um, I what? So what was I gonna say? Yeah, yeah. I, I don't want to spoil all, everything, but um, yeah. If, if you're in Seattle and then you have, if you haven't heard, if you haven't seen him yet, go check him out. Uh, if you're a religious person. Still go check it out. I think it's very informing. It, it provides a different view of the world and the universe. You know, it, it matters. I, the more we know, the better. You know, and then when you watch the movies, in the war, uh, one example he picked about, it, there wasn't too much religious references here except one where the the movie, Tom Cruise movie, The War of the War uh, Worlds, um, there was a quote that H.G. Wells wrote, uh, they recited in the movie that Morgan Freeman narrated was referencing, referencing God, but that wasn't the exact quote from the book, original book of the War of the Worlds, and he pointed that out. It was, you know, we don't know the movie, that's where the aliens invade Earth, and then aliens eventually lose, but then it was, uh, it was some virus or some bacteria that the, the, the these aliens weren't used to on Earth, and that ultimately led to the downfall of the aliens on Earth. That was a plot, basically. But the way they presented the whole bacteria situation in the movie was, you know, rewarded in a way which the book also referenced. There are some references of God and whatnot in the original book, but not in the very direct way that they presented in the movie so so basically like you know humans as god's creation have lived here long enough to know what you know the virus and bacteria that we can live with and survive but these creatures were not god's creatures so they died on this earth I'm, i'm really badly paraphrasing it here but in the original book they were going they were they kind of mentioned the evolution of life you know as creatures of this planet you know humans evolved with other creatures through the times which led us to be immune to certain viruses and bacteria blah 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 over the thousands of years or whatever that was what the book said but the movie presented in a very i guess linear god-like manner and then why did they do that why did they do that Mm -hmm. 
probably a rhetorical question, but I don't know. We want to make more money, <laughs> uh, not isolating other people, you know, religious people like Tim Tebow's and Russell Wilson's out there, you know. Um, yeah, so I was interested. Oh, another topic that he covered was, uh, you know, him and James Cameron about the sky in the movie Titanic, like the roses staring at the wrong sky, and then uh, the, the they eventually, when the 10th anniversary of the movie Titanic came out. Neil deGrasse Tyson has been, like, talking to James Cameron, like, two, three times, you know, like, you know, if James Cameron, his dad was an electrical engineer, by the way, and then James Cameron, I think, is on the board of NASA for some stuff, and then underwater exploratory stuff, so he's a really sciencey, techie guy, yet he got the fucking sky wrong, and that whole, when the Titanic disaster happened, and we know what the longitude, latitude, and all that is, so we know how, what the sky would have looked like if you trace it back to 1916 and take a cosmic picture of it. And James Cameron basically said, you know, that was a post-production editing, which he wasn't involved, so he couldn't get the exact scientific accuracies right. Then finally, when the 10th movie anniversary came out, you know, this is already a spoiled news all over the internet the last few years. Uh, Yeah, Neil deGrasse Tyson pitched, well, I don't think it was 10th, maybe it was a 15th anniversary, 1997, 2012, or 2013. So, the post-production editor from James Cameron's team called uh, Dr. Tyson and said, let's see the sky you used. And they modify the sky in the movie that reflects the actual night sky that Rose would have seen uh, where the Titanic sunk. So that's a pretty interesting story. And then the victory for the scientists and the astrophysicists out there. So that was a, that was a big build up moment. Oh God, I spoiled it already, but there are a lot of other movie references and whatnot in there that you might be familiar with and then all the movie reactions that dr tyson had you know if you follow his twitter and the news media he talks about how the news media coverages his you know reactions to the movies like the gravity and all that and then they kind of overplay it you know and it's also a good uh it was also a good presentation about how media misportrays or oversimplifies uh science or the scientific criticism of uh general entertainment media out there so um something to think about and i'm I'm sure the audience was already pretty well educated and well-informed folks but i wish i think more you know uh you know the general public where you know they, they they don't believe in evolution or global warming is real or climate change to be exact if you just say global warming they think it's everything's warming you know those those i hope those folks would see this in a different perspective because you know it's good that you know we're informing ourselves you know myself included you know seeing these things and listening to folks like him you know but i think more general public needs better education especially in science which is a point of this whole stem and then the steam effort and whatnot and I one thing uh, I hope also is that there are more folks, there are more very engaging personalities come out of these fields. Like, you know, aside from the usual Apple presentations out there, they're, they're just the consumer products like, like Dr. Tyson. Yeah, he brings a lot of interesting guests on his shows, too. And... You know, like, there's always Bill Nye at every climate change debate on CNN or Fox News. There's always Dr. Tyson talking about science whenever stuff happens. And there are other physicists out there, but I wish there were more. And, you know, it, it, 
it will be great. I, I, I love listening to these people, cause especially I'm not a scientist. I'm a dummy. I watch Interstellar and go, I'm so fucking inspired. And then all these science students come out of the woodworks and say, no, this, this thing was wrong. That thing was wrong. Like, Dude, at least it inspired me to, you know, to have hope in Hollywood and creativity for once, you know. Anyway, so stuff like that. So go check him out. Uh, I guess I didn't cover the recent stories today. You know, I wanted to cover the whole EpiPen story, but I I didn't finish reading all the all the news articles, especially on USA Today. On this is a this is a bit about nepotism that's been going on uh, and that whole EpiPen scandal. I I don't know how it's connected to the schools and education. Ah, you know. But anyways, I'll, maybe I'll cover that in an off episode. But I'm not gonna have an off episode this weekend because I'll be traveling. So maybe I'll cover it next week. Maybe there's more investigative uh, articles that come out, and so maybe it's best best to wait. Um, oh, uh, I want to talk about the iPhone, but do I? So iPhone Seven, I'm gonna give a very short review of it. It's been I got the Seven last Friday. It arrived, and then it's been what four or five days? No, five days since I used it. Um, it's basically iPhone Six. It's not much different. Now, battery life has been great. That's good. But let's see how the battery holds up a year from now. Uh, the big question on the camera. Um, it, I've been carrying S7, my old uh, daily driver phone, and this phone at the same time. S7 captures more uh, information, in my opinion, still. I mean, the aperture is different because uh, S7 is 1.7. Uh, iPhone is uh, 1.8, but you know, Samsung one over post processes a lot, you know, on the images, you know, and then it seems a little more saturated to orange, especially in low lights, but still it, it gets details better with other lightings in the low light settings. And, but I do feel like iPhone gets the colors right as they do. It looks, colors look more realistic, even in low lights. It's not over orange like the galaxy ones. But when it comes to capturing details and getting raw JPEG, you know, raw image file, I'm I'm sure S7 will get more details, and then you can edit it on Photoshop and whatnot after. Um, I got the matte black, not the jet black, because jet black is also that. You know, I've been carrying it without case or screen protector on purpose. I'm gonna see how this thing holds up. You know, when I go to California and take a lot of pictures, um, it's been good so far. But um, I I don't. Is it phenomenal? Is it is it overly great? No, it just I've been calling it iPhone six active. It's just water and dust resistant. Battery's a little better, but you know iOS ten is the same. A taptic, uh, you know the they got rid of the home key because uh, they added the uh, they decide to have a you know the the, the force touch kind of thing on the home button. Haptic, but they call it a taptic touch haptic probably. Uh, when iOS 10 got upgraded on like iPhone 6, you know, the first time and when the beta came out and I was testing it at work, I didn't understand why you have to press the home key from the lock screen to get to the home screen because before you just get, say, like touch ID, fingerprint scan, it just, boom, goes to the home screen. And I found it annoying that I had to press the home key again, but then it made sense because the big complaint on iPhone 6s was that the fingerprint sense was so fast that you couldn't see anything in the notification lock screen, and then it just went to the home screen right away, which I actually I was fine with. But this still, even then, the motion of 
fingerprint scan, then press the button to get to the home screen didn't make sense to me. Until I use the iPhone 7, which which the tactic, some people, you know, I like it actually without the actual physical home key pressing down. It makes intuitive sense to, you know, kind of press it down without actually pressing down the physical button. So the feeling is different from old iPhone 6 and 6s versus iPhone 7. So it makes more sense. Uh, notification, they cleaned up a lot, but it feels like an Android 4.3 old jelly bean or one of the custom ROMs I saw. I, I see that they took a lot of ideas from there. Uh, the bottom, whatever, you know, the utility bar they have. I hate the fact that they moved the music player out of the main screen. That's where the night shift button is, right below airplay mirroring and air drop off. I liked it when the music access was right there, the media access, media control, play, pause, you know, volume. But they moved that to the second utility screen on the bottom. Uh, if you don't use iPhone, it makes absolutely no sense. But is this worth an extra... Is this worth an upgrade? I don't think so. I would just go with iPhone 6. Uh, and, and then an iPhone 8 is going to be a major upgrade. Or iPhone X. I, I'm suspecting it's going to be called iPhone X, you know, because of the 10th anniversary of the iPhone coming out. With an AMOLED screen, probably glass, you know, housing looking similar to Note 7. That's my guess. But I would wait for that. And then a screen looks better, but the resolution is low. It's still LCD. The color is a little different, but I'm just going... I mean, I like the storage size, 128. Lightning port, headphone jack. I, I don't give a shit about that. I'm not using the headphone jack. I never use the headphone jack anyway, so I don't care. But the speaker sounds loud, so I do give that. Although the, the metric is weird. Anyways, so that's my short review of the iPhone. Oh, and then the iPhone and the I, iOS 10. I, I love the iMessage a lot. I never use, really used it. There are too many messaging apps I got to use. Uh, Hangouts, Talk, SMS, MMS, WhatsApp. Facebook messages. I don't have WeChat. I don't have Line. I, I haven't signed up for it. And there's a corporate messaging I got to do. Oh, and Snapchat messages are pretty good too. You know, they added a lot of calling features and, what, and all that stuff. So, uh, a lot of choices out there. A lot of choices. Um, but um, my voice is gone. My voice is shot. I'm hella tired. I've I've drank a lot. I need I need to continue my getting hydrated anyways so i hope you enjoyed this brief episode and i hope i didn't spoil too much of neil dr neil degrasse tyson's talk but uh go check him out go subscribe to start talk uh why i'm gonna watch cosmos probably finish it sometime and then uh yeah i gotta finish watching the blue jays in the next couple of weeks you know the baseball's it's gonna be an interesting stretch you got two weeks left in the season uh all right that's it uh thanks for listening uh oh uh subscribe to itunes stitcher tune in radio we finally have a twitter account it's called the what aa show all one word what aa show what a show um you know send queries or questions there follow me i don't have much on there right now instagram snapchat i'll figure that out i don't know if i want to use a personal one all right thanks again and uh, i'll check it again next week bye